0: You're listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Board to Death Binge Cast. I am Jay, being joined by... Chris. And... Z And we are back to continue our binge of Gundam, the whole damn saga... We had to take almost a year break, God help us. It wasn't, really, it wasn't really that long, it just t- seemed like it, it took that long, because of, it was a long series. But um, while uh, I think we said at the beginning of this that we, the, the intent was to go in release order of the series, Chris, Chris felt it was, it was so, probably better to go a little bit chronological with this, with what we're so, going to do today.
1: I basically said that for the one year war stuff, because uh, if we went in like release date order, we would be going bouncing back and forth in and out of the one year war. And so I figured, I was like, let's just do the one year war stuff, get all that out, and then we can do everything chronologically after that.
0: Or release order. Release order. Yes. Uh, and as a result, we are doing a shorter uh, series in the Gundam franchise with Mobile Suit Gundam 8th MS Team. My favorite! Yes. yes, so Zeke's very happy about this. Both because one of his favorite uh, series in the franchise, and shorter, so he's not going to start losing his and mind And it's also again.
1: apparently the first time he saw animated boobies. This is true. He <laughs> animated boobies, but the reason
2: why I like this one is because the Gundams are more realistic. They're more to ground
1: level. They're, 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 they're grounded, like uh, because of the majority, after the first episode, the entire show takes place in Southeast Asia. So it's um, it's all very grounded. None of the mobile, none of the Gundams, you ever see them in space. Um,
0: none all, of that. None of the whole space stuff. Yeah, they're stuff. all having th- to convert the Gundam so it can function in uh, on land as opposed to in space yeah. and all the other um, s- <clears throat> stuff.
2: Closer you can get to actually talking about Gundam and real life because everything is to the bone level real life physics.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and especially when, you know, like, you see an issue with the leader of the 8th MS team when he discovers gravity.
0: <laughs> gravity, man, it's not just a good idea, it's, it's the, the law.
1: law. <laughs> um, Now, if you're wondering how the best way to describe this particular Gundam series is the title of the second episode, Gundams in the Jungle. That is literally the best way you can describe this show. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I don't really have, I don't have a problem with that. I really do appreciate when they do more grounded, realistic stuff with mechas and everything. Well, it's like with uh, Pacific Rim, which we, you know, because we just watched, you know, The Black, and it's like, yeah, they're cool and all, but it's just sort of like, the, there's a huge element of the fantastical with all of that stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah, because,
1: you know, gravity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although at least in Pacific Rim, they did sort of give the sense that the Jaegers had this had a sense of weight to them. They weren't like blitzingly fast. There no. was there was you could sort of see like it took a while for even uh, a rocket punch to really cross that distance to to connect because there's a huge amount of weight that rockets got to push. Hence the boosters on the wrists. <laughs> yep. Um, and well, with Gundam, you know, as we as I sort of commented during, you know, the, during Mobile Suit Gundam when we were doing that one, you know, th- they gave a definite sense. If Granted, it was a lot of it was them reusing animation sequences to fill, <laughs> to, as filler, you know, with the various conversions, you know, the core fighters docking into the, the Gundam parts and everything sort of slotting into place. I appreciated that they at least showed that work as yeah. opposed to just suddenly, boom, they've, boom they've there, they... Boom, there it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, very very sort of felt Voltron esque to me, but that's because I, you know, did see some of Voltron when I was when I was growing up. So of course I, I'm always thing. gonna connect connect. Think back to that, even though Gundam predated Voltron by. by oh yeah,
1: <laughs> I I do not know when Voltron origin it was like came in terms of when it was released in Japan. I know that. Stuff like Mozinger, I think, came out before Gundam, so that, was, that predates Gundam, but Gundam... But predates, Gundam
0: codified, basically, the entire mecha genre.
1: Yeah. It, it added a little bit more realis- like scientific realism to it, but this 8th MS team shows, basically, it's like, okay, so, there's no space, there's, you know, there's a little, you know, just a bit more realism in terms of this They You're also going to see a slight change in terms of the technology, because, well, you know, a lot has changed technology-wise since 1979. Yeah. You know, like, in in the original Gundam. And, uh,
0: just pardon me for interrupting, refresh my memory, when was 8th MS Team released?
1: 8th uh, 8th MS Team was released, I think it was 94?
0: Okay, so, a good, like, decade and a half after the original uh, Mobile Suit Gundam.
1: Oh, yeah, it came out well, it came out well after that. Like, this, I remember when this uh, was on Toonami because mm. um, that was when they started <coughs> bringing the Gundam animes to America mm. uh, which they need to do in terms of dubbing <laughs> more on that later um, but uh, yeah uh, this one a lot more grounded um, And in ter- oh and the technology thing like if you remember in the cockpit for the Gundam there was a lot more like flips and switches and knobs and shit that's not really the case with these suits, and the the Gundams that you see in this are supposed to be based off of uh, Amaro's Gundam, uh, but like take which like, makes
0: sense. It was the Gundam. Yeah,
1: but take away again, take the space part away from it. Yeah. Do you think they're not meant to leave Earth ever?
0: No. And that's and that's fine. It's just like you, when, well, I should probably say if mankind ever does get into proper space battles. Stuff, the technology we use for spaceborne battles is going to be different than the stuff that we use on Earth. <laughs> oh yes, because you're going to have issues of will you know making sure the chemical reactions for your for your guns will actually work so that they can actually fire in vacuum. Say you know maybe by that point they'll get to uh, some sort of like mag- maglev kind of thing you know like uh, using magnetics to hurl the. Hurl the bullets or something. I don't know. So
1: a rail cannon.
0: Yeah, yeah kind of like that. Like miniature sort of thing, but maybe not quite so freaking powerful. Now, I already know, <laughs> I already know
1: that you're going to ask me when does this take place in terms of the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Yes. This takes place before, during, and after Operation Odessa.
0: So I'm trying to remember when, when Odessa was in the middle. It was That was sort of the middle midpoint of, uh, the, about, of the series.
1: It was close <clears throat> to the midpoint. I think
0: I remember you saying that we see the speech or whatever.
1: Yes. Uh, uh we see, uh, Garen's speech Girin, from that's when, that's right. From when, uh, his brother was killed.
0: And that sort of gives you the reference point of, of when, when this it sp- takes place. Okay. So yeah. MS team. anything you want to add here, Zeke? Well, we know it's going to be a real binge when you bring out the notebook. I <laughs> guess. <laughs> um, I, as I've, May have mentioned during the during the original Gundam binges, I do have a little notebook that, so I can keep track of names and uh, the types of Gundams and the and the various factions and whatnot going on. I'll make notes about this is something to discuss, you know, sort of thing. While I'm keeping notes about what's happening in the episode, because but while we were doing like one when Chris and I were doing the doing the Mando cast or when we were all doing the doing one division, I wasn't busting out the busting out the notebook so much. In the case of WandaVision, it's because most of the characters and stuff that we were going to be dealing with were already, a lot of them were characters we sort of already knew. And the names are generally going to be more Western, as opposed to in Gundam, where there's a lot of, uh, you know, the Asian influence in there, and the names aren't necessarily going to be quite as easy to remember, so I'm just like, especially because the first... Gundam series was al- was long, so there's a lot of characters to keep track of. <laughs> Whereas in a shorter series like uh, like The Mandalorian or WandaVision, you know, eight episodes or nine episodes a piece, not so many, not as many characters that you're going to have to keep track of. And while Eighth MS Team is not as long as the rest, it's still going to be a completely new set of characters that I'm going to have to I'm going to have to keep track of. So.
2: One day, these notes will be seen by all. No, make, they sh- won't. Make sure the handwriting is nice and pretty. No.
0: <laughs> I, as, as, you know... <laughs> it's
1: not going to be like Nostalgia Critic's uh, scripts where he auctioned them off.
0: Yeah, because we're not doing scripted uh, podcast stuff here. Like uh, like um, the Nostalgia Critic or Angry Joe or whatever. You know, I, I imagine Angry Joe has some sort of script. Maybe just bullet points.
1: <laughs> uh, not f- Maybe for his... Um, Angry Joe, like uh, his video game reviews, he he probably sticks to like a script, but a lot of times it's him just going off.
0: Yeah. And one of the YouTubers that I subscribe to for my for Destiny lore, uh, my name is Bife. I know he does script all of his most of his videos. The only ones that aren't scripted are like the gameplay stuff that he does with some of his clanmates, the T Slate videos and. Most recently, he did one video that was completely unscripted. Uh, and he, he acknowledged that it wasn't, that he that it was unscripted because he was just giving his thoughts on uh, Destiny's storytelling in the last uh, couple of seasons. But at any rate, I do keep notes. We don't script. <laughs> so, <clears throat> at any rate.
1: I tried doing that and I couldn't keep up. And I was like, screw it. I'll just try to memorize it as much as I can.
0: When you were doing your, like, solo cast stuff? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Mobile Gundam, the 8th MS team. Uh, So let's get into it, and we'll be back after the binge. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J. Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So... Definitely a different sort of vibe than uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. We don't have the whole like Dune hometown thing going on like Amuro did. Um, Are you talking about his colony? Yeah, the side. What was it? Side seven. He was from. Uh, f- yeah. And uh, at this point in the in the war, they're already starting to mass produce mobile suits. Not and not quite to the same. Caliber as Gundam, but still better than what they've been than what they've been using, and pretty much in response to the fact that that Zeon is producing Zaku's like crazy.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, at the beginning of the war, yeah, the Federation had like next to no mobile suits. Like they did, they just weren't very effective against the Zaku's. The Zaku was actually more advanced. Yeah. Um, and um, in terms of like their ships, they're also using beam weaponry. So of course they had the superior firepower and the greater numbers, but
0: eventually the Fed the Fetties caught up, and now we're we're where where we are basically. Yes. <laughs> um. And so, but we're introduced first to some of the some of the supporting members of the eighth, of the eighth team on Earth with. Uh, Kara Joshua and um El- is it Elidor? Yeah. Eldor, um, who's one of their like support guys on the radar essentially. Yeah,
1: he, he well the he his way of radar isn't the usual like there's a screen and goes
0: boop boop it's yeah. not that it's, it's more sound based.
1: Yeah. So that way he could hear the um,
0: vibrations and
1: the vibrations in the ground, because the Minofsky particles mess with radar,
0: so they, they can't use... That would explain it. Um, I it, Obviously, the Minofsky particles also interfere with radio transmissions. We saw that in the in the last episode with the op- Obsolus uh, broadcasting its Minofsky particles, and it was sort of interfering with the radio. Yeah. Um, but then we get introduced to Shira, Shiro Amada, uh, Ensign Shiro Amada, who is... Transferring from side two to Earth to join to be on the to be the commander of the eighth MS team in Southeast Asia.
1: But it is not really announced that he's going to be the CEO of the eighth MS team until the end of the first like episode. right at the end of the first episode
0: when they're en route from side two to Earth when they notice some like flares going off, and then they realize, no, wait, those are explosions. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's there's a fight, a fight. Go, There's a fight going on over there. There's a there. fight
1: going on over there.
0: And they go to, so Shiro takes a ball, little, basically like a little one-man, like, pod. It's basically
1: what the ball was supposed to be used for prior to the war was, it was like a maintenance suit, yeah. uh, thing where they go out to, like, uh, like, Zero G construction, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, that's essentially what it was for, and including like helping with maintenance on colonies and ships and whatever. That's, yeah, that's it what definitely they're...
0: looks like it. And then because of the war, they. they were they, like, let's strap let, a let, gun let, to the top. Let, of let, that. Let's strap a couple guns to it. Yeah. The
2: best way to explain the ball for people who don't know Gundam: think you're under under sea under like submersible thing. Yeah. 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 this is people hands, and then they said cannon on top.
0: Like your like your starter. Uh, little mini-sub in uh, Subnautica. It has a couple little manipulator arms and it's that sort of spherical kind of shape. But because of the war, they strap a couple of guns to it.
1: And they're basically supposed to be supporting units to the... uh, Well, when we first see them in the original Mobile Suit Gun, they're more like support units for the GMs.
0: Yeah, which are uh, the sort of general issue. Not quite as... Powerful as the Gundam-inspired mobile suits, but
1: still more powerful than the Zaku's because of better generator, better weaponry, etc., etc. The still the wedge suits
2: of this series.
0: Yep. And so Shiro goes out there and he finds one uh, GM from uh, the Feds had survived this encounter, damaged but had survived. He comes in, distracts this. More advanced Zaku that was, that was fighting it.
1: The Zaku uh, was supposed to be collect, helping to collect data for the Optus. Yeah, and like, the top half was Zaku. The bottom half was um, uh, it's the one that the um, the Black TriStar is piloted.
0: Yeah, and the Doms. That's it. The Doms, and, and yeah, literally that's all that this advanced Zaku was out there to do was just to gather combat data. To feed into the Obsolus, which is this new like super weapon that the that the Zeon are developing on Earth, and but between uh, Shiro coming in and Sanders, the pilot of the surviving GM, the Zaku gets uh, caught, wrapped up, disabled, and then can to a head. Yep, but the pilot survives. A, uh, female pilot, uh, uh, Ina Sahalin. Sahalin. A
2: timestamp of the airwalk because a lot of times in that series like, "Oh my God, it's a girl! No way!" Yeah.
0: Well, in this case, there was a brief. It's a. It's a. It's a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's, but that. But then it's just sort of like it's accepted that that's the case. And he falls madly in love with her. Well, not not straight away. It's more just after uh, they have a brief. Little fight inside a derelict uh, Federation ship, and she gets injured. He finally manages to get, to convince her to let him patch it up, mostly by ripping her helmet off, shoving it in her hands, and then wrapping some duct tape around the <laughs> around the hole. Duct tape fixes everything, <coughs> including spacesuits. That's you know, if you ever watch The Martian, that's exactly what Matt Damon's uh, wa- Mark Watney does. In a lot of cases, he <coughs> uses some duct tape to f- to patch up. Uh, some holes in his suit. <laughs> so, guys if, you guys, if we're getting on a spaceship, I'll make sure to bring a roll of duct tape. Bring I'm
2: multiple doing. rolls. Multiple <laughs> rolls of duct tape.
0: There's a leak in here somewhere. I got it! <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I think they've even done that in The Expanse, although I think they may make it a slightly more advanced, you know, high tech kind of thing, but it's still essentially the same deal. What, what do you call
2: high tech duct
0: tape?
1: super duct it's been a
0: it's been a it's been a, it's been a while since i watched the watched uh, some of the expanse and i haven't watched all of it but at any rate um but yeah they sort of realize this isn't this person isn't at all what i thought the enemy would be like
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's like all those times where we see like a tv series where like one of the good guys has to work w- along with like an enemy soldier or whatever and they have to learn to look together to survive
0: and they realize the enemy are just people <laughs> they're not the, they're not the demons that we keep painting them to be which is common in wars you try to demonize the enemy to uh, dehumanize them so that it so that your soldiers don't feel uh, don't feel guilt for okay. killing people because that will seriously mess up mess up your soldiers yes. <laughs> Uh, But, so they, uh, but now they're like, we're, we don't have enough oxygen to just sit here and wait forever. Uh, We need to, we need to, and the, the wreckage we're in has drifted. We need to call for help. So they split out, split up to find like a radio or something. Yeah. And his, and his watch, the watch in in his suit got like, uh, got wrecked in the, in the scuffle and he sort of holds it up. He's like, I "Can't meet back here in ten minutes because I don't have a I don't have any way to tell the time." So she takes My out clock's her
1: clock's broken.
0: She takes out her personal watch, which is like a little like amulet sort of thing.
1: It, it's funny because it, you when she first shows it, it's got like the hands on it. She clicks a button and then switches over to like a digital clock.
0: I mean, it's the future, so it stands to reason that you might have both capabilities uh, in have there. Have you not
1: seen
2: smartphone watches now? I mean, come on. They have the little spinning thing with the hands, and then... <laughs> it's well, like here's, the thing. The, here's the thing, though. That clock, even though it's broken, can never be on time now. Think about it. They, The number one joke, a clock is broken. A, bro- a broken
0: clock is right twice a day? That clock can never be right. Depends on what... On what uh, format it displays the time if it's it showing it in military time then it's only one, right once a day
1: it was probably uh, digital yeah. so yeah it, it's it's screwed yeah. at,
0: at, at any rate um, she gives it she gives it to him and he then finds some missiles and he's just like we'll launch these they'll ha- somebody will come to investigate the explosion
2: You should be in the fire this fireworks department
0: yeah <laughs> and so they blow up some wreckage and the rest of her team, a couple of Zaku's show, show up, so she heads off to them. He's like, you know, my, you know, the Fed, the Fed will come for me, and they do, but you know, he refuses to go with her, and he's she, like, I don't want
1: to be a prisoner.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just like she didn't want to be a prisoner when he when he caught her, but
2: that should show that should have shown some foreshadowing
0: when the Guans went.
2: Okay, we're well, not going to go after the guy because she said they're, they're,
1: they're not dangerous.
0: I wonder if they're going to regret that. And at any rate, um,
1: so he gets picked up by Terry in the now still damaged but more repaired uh, GM. Yeah, duct tape all (laughs) over.
0: Yeah, well, at least over some of the holes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, but no, she mostly just says it's not worth it. (laughs) You know, he's not he's not going to pose a threat to us. It's just. just Don't don't waste your ammo. Don't
1: don't waste the ammo. Just go. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly, and. So then, uh, Shiro's picked up by by his by the ship that he'd been on, and he's then just sort of sleeping in his chair while waiting for the waiting for them to land on Earth. And then we get to see Garen Zabi's speech from uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, giving us the time timescale of it. And that's when uh, Sanders basically is just like, "I'm going to be assigned to the eighth uh, eighth MS team." and then uh, Mikhail uh, Ninerich, yeah, uh, basically points to Shiro's like uh, that's your commanding officer. That's our CO sleeping <laughs> right
1: there, and they saluted him while he was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> They're
0: gonna be waiting for a while to, because the military protocol. If it's anything, if it's anything like it is here, here in uh, in like American military, you know, common military here as it is, you know, there. You have to wait to be acknowledged before you stop saluting. Well,
1: there's also another problem though. Once they hit, once that zero G goes bye bye, and that G kicks in, oh yeah.
0: Well, we don't see that whole thing happen to them. Uh, when the next episode starts, they're already on Earth. They report to Battalion Commander Kojima, uh, who's just sort of like, who's just sort of like, uh, air conditioning's for for wussies. <laughs>
2: Take a deep breath of that fresh natural air. It ain't that we composite stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: and at the same time, Ina is arriving at the secret uh, Xeon factory, which is where they're building the Obsolus. And we start learning a little bit about uh, some of the, some of the other team. We're introduced to Master CPO Karen Joshua, uh, part of the part of the Eighth Team. And we and, you know Elidor and basically grabs Mikkel and is just sort of like you're you're with me. You're with me. <laughs> he's like thing right there. She, he, yeah, because uh, Mikkel was just sort of like, where's my mobile suit? I'm gonna be a Gundam
2: pilot. Now you a dream kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're <laughs> with me. Keep
0: dreaming, kid. you you gonna drive that gun. I'm your
2: assistant. No. Especially
0: because he's an ensign also, I believe. But I guess uh, lesser ra- lesser grade than uh, than Shiro. And Shiro, you know, everyone just sort of looks at him as just sort of like, "There's the gung ho newbie." <laughs> you know, I wonder how long he's gonna last, especially because they start uh, hinting at Sanders' reputation. Well, San- before
2: that, they were talking about the fact that the the redhead chick was driving people up
1: the wall, mentally insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, because she's a hard ass. Well, yeah, because uh,
1: what was it where they were? Uh, they were like, "Oh yeah, whatever happened to the OCO? Oh, he he's in a mental hospital." And then you hear which you caused <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's from the drunk old guy yeah from
0: the drunk dr wiley <laughs> guy i'm sure he has a name but they never actually i don't know that they actually specified what it was
2: it's okay. well, you know, it's on
0: Wikipedia yeah he's he's, he's got he's got his little uh gundam wiki open
1: mickard is his name mickard yeah
0: okay Whatever like, whatever. I'm always I'm probably just gonna keep calling him Because he looks like freaking Doctor Wiley. <laughs> like an alcoholic Dr. Wiley. I
1: mean I mean it's like Rick and Morty. Rick is literally just a drunk
0: Doc Brown. Yep. And Morty is a neurotic, stammering I- idiotic good. Marty McFly. <laughs> but um And then, you know, in second episode was Gundam, Gundam's in the jungle, which is basically the whole series in, in a sense. Southeast but Asia,
1: what's in there? They're, <laughs> and
0: they're basically moving out to try to push the Xeon defensive line back uh, so they can try to locate where this uh, base is. <clears throat> and, you know, everyone's still basically expecting Shiro to fuck, th- fuck something up because, you know, He's Commander (laughs) Newbie. And in a weird way, he does. Like, for starters. He's He's still not used to to fighting in gravity.
1: Yeah. Um, And, like, he's running. He's, you know, he's in the suit. He's in his Gundam. And he's running in it, and it trips. And he's like, shit. Forgot I'm not fighting in uh, Zero 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 G. G anymore.
0: And they're also. It's nighttime. And he gives the the order like shut off, shut off your lights, switch to infrared and infrared uh, and laser and laser, uh, laser sights sort of thing. But you
2: forgot the most promising thing before this. Before they went on the mission, he did a heroic
0: speech. He's just like, I don't want any heroics. You know, what the hell does he do? He goes running in to save Joshua from uh, from a Zaku.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he does that, and then the Zaku essentially like takes off running, and he takes off running after
0: it. Yep. Um, it's like, nope, come here. Well, and the eighth, no an eighth team manages to push forward to reach some of their troops that had, that were like cut off. And but Shiro, meanwhile, has been separated from the rest of them because one of the Zakus that he damaged sets off essentially a flashbang in his face, which disables uh his mobile suits navigation systems. And so, then by when the next day comes around, he's lost in the jungle. You know, there's it's muddy, <laughs> and you know he like fall he like falls he falls in a muddy river, gets and, attacked attacked by leeches, and he's just sort of like people live in this part of the world. And, and
1: for whatever reason, I guess it turned out to be a good thing because of where he was at. You know, running around out of the suit was he was wearing a uh, uh, a normal suit that what we frequently saw in the original Mobile Suit Gundam. And it's funny because he was the only one wearing one.
0: Yeah because it's southeast asia it's hot as fuck everyone else is sweating up a storm so they're, they 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 are wearing enough to stay decent and cool you know without you know yeah it's just
1: without anybody trying to like fully sweat their asses off
0: exactly <clears throat> um, and but eventually shiro finds like a waterfall and finds like a stream so he can clean clean some of the mud off of his face get a fresh drink of water and then Naked tits.
2: You know I have a strange theory about this. Teenage because titties. Those, what? Those titties inflict, inflicted in my life because now I'm dating a redhead.
0: <laughs> dating? You're married you. to a redhead. <laughs>
2: so Gundam fixed you. I am now married to a redhead. So that's where you think for redhead
0: started. Yeah. Um, well, and when uh, the girl spots him, this girl we'll learn later is Kiki Rosita, one of, yes, with the uh, with the, uh, gorillas in the, uh, in the area. I she spots him, grabs a gun, and starts shooting at him. <laughs> I just love this thought process.
2: I'm gonna sit here and look at the naked pretty girl. Oh, this Ooh. is so cute. And then beep. alarm. Not the first response of turn it off one away. No, it's turn it off.
0: Do. Yeah. Oh, she turn, turn it off. Then s- turn it off. Okay. Not so much Co- as. Okay, alarm is off, tits. <laughs>
1: not so much as turn it off. It's more of struggle to turn off.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you know he finally makes it, but eventually he makes it back to the base where everyone had been like, "Yeah, you lost your, you lost your CEO already, huh?"
1: Well, he did find that Zaku also. Which, yeah, and took it down. Which he,
0: it was it was missing an arm. Shot the hell out of it, and it pulls out its axe and it's just sort of like, "I'm gonna take you with me!" And he just shoots it like crazy until it finally falls over. I was half expecting, like, the pilot to to crawl out and, like, pull out a gun and still try to keep shooting him. He <laughs> but, had a
2: giant hole through him. I don't think yeah.
0: right. There were some giant holes through Sander's mech, and he still... Uh, he was okay. Yeah. But then that sort of goes along with his curse, which we should probably address. Because he's <laughs> called Sander's the Reaper because... And, or also the team killer. Not because he kills, kills his team... But because every third mission that he goes on with you know, his team dies and he survives. <laughs> this is mission. And
1: that's why nobody really wants to work with the guy and why everybody keeps poking fun at the eighth team like, ah, oh, you got the Reaper. Yeah. <clears throat> nice knowing y'all. <laughs> you don't feel the Reaper? Pretty much. Well, in this case you should fear the Reaper.
0: Hmm. Well, and then but then their second mission is when uh, they Need to try to take this uh, take this village that the Zian have occupied, but they're but the Zian are entrenched. They've got pillboxes and you know Zaku with a lot of heavy artillery to hand, and the mountain to cover them, and a mountain at their backs, and Shiro and a river in between. And Shiro basically is like, we can't. If attacking head on is suicide, what if we go? We come around here along this river. There's some like waterfalls right here, and follow the river around, and then we can flank them. And he's like, "I know where the I know where these waterfalls are. I've have I saw I've seen them." <clears throat> and Joshua is just like, "You will know, want to be careful going through there. There, there are gorillas in that." In oh, that area. I got
1: this. No problem.
0: Yep. And he's he basically says, <clears throat> "You you move up to here and hold position until 1500. You know, and then give them everything you got. got, and I'll attack them from the side. We can only do this for about an hour, coach. <laughs> and so he heads off, finds the waterfall, and then, surprise, gorillas. <laughs> well, first Kiki pops
1: up, because he can hear somebody essentially knocking on his suit. Yeah. And Kiki just pops up over one of the Gundam's uh, cameras. He opens the hatch up, and, and then... there's like three more pointing their guns at him.
0: And they start beating the shit out of him because they assumed he came back to try to see the try to see Kiki's tits again.
2: They were all mad They never saw his tits. Yeah, they, they
0: literally all... said we haven't
1: even seen that.
0: <laughs> and they're beating them up over it. They're like crawling all over all, crawling all over all his over, mobile suit. suit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and
0: they they basically march him off to to <laughs> town to uh, to meet with their boss.
2: Watching this episode makes me always wonder the same question. Always wonder how the hell do you drive a, a, a mobile suit, because you remember he's using the thrusters. So in every game or anything like that, you have the thrusters to move you forward. No, no, this thing's meant to move the head. Because he's yeah. like, "Do you got to drive this? Yeah, I got this. Turn head left, turn head right, got top. See, there's a,
0: see, there's a reason why you need training to pilot one of these things. So you know. You know, if you move it this way, it only moves the head. But if you move th- move it this way, then you then you start walking.
2: I always go to the gas pedal theory. That foot- Why are there
0: six pedals when there are only four directions? <laughs> <laughs> What's the clutch? <laughs> I was quoting Red versus Blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, that was the that was the Reds. I said that. Might have been Caboose. Wait, Caboose, had Caboose was on the red team.
2: No, no it was that old, cause the blues had the the tank.
1: Remember, the wedge yeah, way away. See, I told you you could pick girls up in a tank. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> anyway, 8th anyway, of his team. Uh, Tanks. But the They march them off to meet with their the boss of the gorillas. Who's uh, Kiki's dad. Yep. Uh, looks like Sagat and is in a wheelchair. And wears a robe because he's a pimp like that. Yep. And, you know... The, Shiro's trying to impress upon him, it's just sort of like I'm not, I'm not here to fight you. I'm not here. I'm, you know, the Z, the You're too, but you need to let me go. My t- my my friends are waiting are waiting for me. Time is of the essence. And then they're like, oh, look, it's three o'clock. We always have tea at this time. <laughs> and they're just saying it so casually too. As as you know, as some tea is poured for him, and then you know, he's just sipping it. Shiro's just like starting to freak out. <laughs> It's like mind God. games. Yep, and but then he finally ba- makes a deal with them. It's just sort of like we'll help liberate the liberate the village. You guys can take the spoils from from that, you know. You and and he's just sort of like, well, we have wounded and sick. And he's like, then we'll bring you, we'll bring you medic, we'll bring you medicine. You just you gotta let me go. And they're like, fine, but you're taking Kiki with you. <clears throat> She's like, I'll be his guide. And so she rides in the cockpit with him while he basically marches through the river. Finally manages to make it there sort of in, you know, just before the time limit started to run out. And took out their, took out the Xeon ammo dump and, uh, and fought a uh, Xeon <clears throat> uh, Zaku pilot, a captain. I don't remember who. He
1: was, was basically there. He was like a high-ranking member. Who was going there for a um, for an inspection, and the inspection just happened to be when the
0: attack happened. Yep, and but so he, he 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 survived le- though. He got away.
1: Oh yeah, he but he looks over at the helicopter pilot who was flying him there. He was like, "Bring me to my Zaku." Brings him to his Zaku, and then the pilot tries to take on one of the Gundams in the helicopter. Yep. He goes shoots about- a missile at he's like, "Die!" And the Gundam just turns around with the bazooka at hand and shoots it and. Boom.
0: <laughs> yep yeah, it it uh, didn't go well for him, and then you know so then the and the guerrillas meanwhile are helping assault the village and fight off the fight off the Xeon, and then they're basically just sort of taking everything that they can, including stuff from the Fed from the Fed forces. They take shit from the hover
1: tank. And yeah, and Shiro's out. and
0: Shiro's just like we can order more. <laughs>
1: like, Don't worry, guys, we can order more. Now, mind you, while the while they're raiding the hover truck, they threw uh, Mikhail. And uh, Elador out. Yep. And you can hear them talking as they're raiding the hover truck. You hear one of them say, "Hey, they got nudie pictures." <laughs> yeah. And one of them legit says, "Hey, I know this one."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did catch that. That was that was pretty damn funny. And yeah, so the, you know they ma- basically made allies with the gorillas, at least for now.
1: For now, yeah. Um,
0: and they took out they took out a Zeon base. And meanwhile, and then in the next episode, we're uh, we're introduced to the Opsalus which had been ref- referenced in the previous episodes, but we hadn't actually seen it until now. So it's just, a big motherfucker. So yeah, it's a big mobile armor.
1: So uh, not to go too spoilery into this, but this was the Opsalus one. Okay. And this is literally the test flight model. It's literally just it has no weapons. It's a
0: it's a proof of concept
1: essentially. Yeah, as as what you saw in the episode. It doesn't have any weapons, so it has no real defensive capabilities other than to use its bulk uh, as its main form of defense. So, against um, that big red shield-looking thing, that's where the weapon would be. Yeah. I like how you say there's no weapons, but yeah, it
2: blew a hole in the ground, made the trees fly that way.
1: That was what, yeah, that was it using
2: its
0: propulsion system. Yeah, that's the best weapon. It don't need a weapon. It throws shit at you. Yep. Um, and... It's basically the obsolus is uh, Ina's brother, Guineas. His like ambition t- was to build this thing to help them win the war, and she's piloting it and you know testing it. Up. Has a successful test flight, and then, yay celebration! Let's have a let's have a reception. You know, fancy dress and fancy dress and everything, and uh, then this Xeon admiral, uh, Calerny, uh Shows up and is basically just a loud, obnoxious jerk. They getting have it. one
1: of those in every series, don't they? So, okay. Yeah,
0: of course. It's well, he, part he, of the trope.
1: He he assumes that the mo- that the Absalus, once it's finished, is going to the front lines. And in,
0: in Europe, where he's stationed. Yes, because where he's at is Odessa. Yep. And, well, and then and then he spots Ina, you know, who had... When she saw him, it was just like, I'm just going to go over here. And he then just sort of follows her and tries to basically flirt and flirt with her. It's just like, you want to be my girlfriend? And she's like, no. <laughs> and she finally... Touch me. She finally leaves. And uh, yeah, Kelly and, Kel and Eve sees the next uh, pilot uh, test uh, flight of it, which is when it, it runs into the eighth, into the eighth team. On Mission three. Mission three. Yeah, and we had Sanders. Uh, well, before all of that, Sanders, you know, finally got the uh, team from seventh poked the bear one too many times, and he finally started to started to try to kick their ass. But he, it's one against three. Yeah,
1: one on three. Well, it was throwing
2: off two versus one He's like two of the guys are fighting one, and then the third
0: guy jumped in. somehow. Yep. Well, it's because he had thrown one of the, one of them aside, and the other two, you know, grabbed him. Then the third guy just got back up.
1: Sanders is not a small guy.
0: Nope. Um, and Shiro uh, Mikkel goes and gets Shiro, who comes in. You know, cold cocks one of them, but then Kojima breaks breaks it all up. It's, it's just like, sort of like what's going on here. Oh, friendly physical competition. Between just a friendly, just a friendly spar, sir. <laughs> between
1: MS teams, it's like friendly, huh? Yeah, he's but just sort of like he, he
0: knows it's bullshit, but he's just sort of like I'm gonna pretend that you're telling me the truth, so I don't have to issue too much punishment. I don't. Want, I want to avoid this paperwork, so. And it'd be better for morale if they're not seen to get punished for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So seventh team, he said he's like, "Aren't you guys supposed to be over in this area?" Doing this mission, yes, sir. And then the, he's like, "All right, go do it." Eight team stand by. <laughs> Eight team stand by. Everybody else, go to wherever the hell you're needed.
0: Yeah. And then later, Sanders tried to resign uh, resign from the team as pilot, be- and he, that's when he explains why he's called the Reaper, the team killer, and this curse that he has. Every, uh, you know, in the third mission, his team dies and he survives. And Which
1: it, it's funny because in the, going back to the first episode. Um, uh, you see him kind of like mention it, but you don't know why he's saying. Yeah. All right, I guess I'm the
0: only survivor uh, again. Yeah. Um, and as all this is is happening, then Joshua, you know, Karen Joshua gets up and kicks him in the balls. It's just sort of, like coward. <laughs> oh, so you do
1: have a pair after <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs>
0: And Shiro basically is just sort of like I, your resignation is not accepted. Just you know, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be fine. You just watch. <laughs> you can't
2: resonate. In the middle of a mission.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, re- resign is what you meant, not resonate. Yeah, sometimes. We do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Arthur. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they run into the Obsolus, uh, because it's having some you know some hiccups with its with its flight mode and everything
1: well that's why they're testing it out and that's also the reason why she has two escorts with her you know if these Zaku people only got the you know
2: giant mechs all together in one spot and worked in the blueprints all in one spot they might not have these issues because at this point in time they are making another mobile. are you trying to
0: use stuff. common sense there yes are you
1: talking about the big Zom yes are they
2: kind of like Working on that project On the side on That's the side? it That's
1: in space though But
2: it's Well and then in
0: there space. was There was also Some of the mobile armor uh, That we Like one of the first Mobile armors that we saw Not the big Zom But one of the other ones uh, The one that Amaro it.
1: came across Yeah one Where he where he Ditched white base Yeah Yeah that was more like A precursor to the mobile armors
0: but nevertheless, it's just sort of like they're all working on them in different places across the across the solar system. <laughs> different teams. Different exactly.
2: Fa- mafia families are working on different guns, so it
1: sounds
0: like me. Yeah. Well pretty much. So <laughs> yours
1: doesn't have the recoil but ours has a better scope and
0: yours uh, has a bigger clip. Why aren't we working together? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll make a gun we'll make a gun with, that can hold a lot of ammo that has Less recoil and has a scope. <laughs> we make that work, and then we're golden. We'll split the we'll split the pro, we'll split the profits three ways. But uh, while they're while the
1: ith team is um, waiting for the Absolus and its two escorts to fly overhead, meanwhile, oh yeah, and uh, meanwhile, um, uh, sorry, I'm. Being distracted by something. <laughs> yeah, you <go> too. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I
0: think we're all hearing it. Um, Hopefully, it's not being picked up on the on on the. Uh, oh, I will laugh if they <laughs> I notice. doubt. I doubt it will. But. Um,
1: but uh, Elidor is picking up the sound of not for not of not really of the Absolus itself, but also the it, radio chatter, mm-hmm. and he's forwarding it to Shiro, and Shiro says, "All right." We're going to wait for this thing to fly overhead. Nobody shoot it. Yeah. And what happens?
0: Mikkel Mikkel, panics.
1: (laughs) Mikkel panics. The second he sees the damn, not the Absos, but the two uh, escorts, escorts. he shoots at them. They're like, all right, concentrate your fire on that one spot. And Shiro's like, who the hell ordered you to fire? Yeah.
0: (laughs) And he's like, uh, uh, uh. So, yeah, it's, you know, he, he panicked. You know, it's... What happens in these scenarios a
1: lot of the time? It's like, alright, you can put your hand on the handles, but don't put your finger on the damn
0: trigger. What did we tell you about Mr. Safety Catch? <laughs> <on the> safety
1: <laughs> when Mr.
0: Safety Catch is not on, Mr. Machine Gun is not your friend. <laughs> uh, and so that's so they end up fighting fighting off the escort, and then the Obsolusk, just, you know, doesn't land, but it comes down low enough that its Minovsky particle propulsion system just whoosh, like craters the ground. It literally
1: looks like, uh, what's that place in Russia? Tunguska? Yeah, the Tunguska event. It looks like that. And meanwhile, the, um... Sanders is going. Oh, I am not the reaper. He's just going to He town. goes full ham.
0: <laughs> he's, he's going. Full <laughs> Unloading all of his all of his uh, ammo and pulling his pulling his beam saber. He's, and, he's going full Leroy Jenkins on it. <laughs> and uh, spe- that's partly because, with uh, when Joshua like launched her her mobile suit up to try to shoot at the escort, the Obsolus comes out of nowhere and just goes.
1: Bam! It just rams it just and slams right into her,
0: sends her flying, and that's what basically caused Sanders to start freaking out.
1: He's and
0: like, uh, but uh, between him attacking with his beam saber, and then uh, and then Joshua and Shiro opening fire with their guns, the Zeon are just sort of like get out of there, <laughs> you know. And so she pulls, so so she retreats, and then they're just sort of like. They say to Sanders, like, see? We survived. The curse is broken. <laughs> Relax. You're fine. We're fine. We're all alive. Uh,
1: we're fine. We're all we can fine take here. on anything.
0: We can even take on a jinx. <laughs> no, what was it from uh,
1: first Star Wars movie? Uh, we're fine. We're all fine down here. Uh, how, how are, are you? you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, I can see why what you mean by the whole, like, it's very grounded sort yes. of thing. And I liked... Some, they're still keeping up like the sound design with with this like you hear like the the heavy weight of the of the mobile suits you know ka chunk 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 as they're walking around
1: yeah they I, I don't understand why when they were doing like the uh essentially like the remastering of um the original mobile suit gundam uh i I understand why this will probably upset some fans but you know like go and replace the original sound effects with the ones that they use for, like, 8th MS Team and Stardust Memory and all that. Yeah. Um, just so that way it's a little bit more... Consistent across, yeah. across the time period sort of thing. So you keep mentioning that, but my
2: brain, every time we start watching mechs, I'm like, no matter what, it does not beat the sound effect of big old
0: walking. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, you, I think, may have commented on that during Pacific Rim. That's just Pacific sort
2: of, Rim, uh, original mobile suit... Every time we mention sound effects, I mention this because it does not beat it. No. Big O
0: is one of those ones I need to I need to check out too. Another one to add to the list, but oh, know. it's on the list. <laughs> I'm sure list. it is. I'm sure it is. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, definitely liking this one. The whole uh, it's Vietnam. It's the Vietnam War, but with mobile suits. <laughs> yeah, you know
2: why <clears throat> I
1: know
0: I like one. I thought it was because of boobies. That too.
1: Yeah, There's <laughs> that. There's a lot of boobies Than I realized before. I, they, is that, I'm trying but to remember, those
0: those those boobies are underage.
1: I want. I, I'm trying. Hey, to, when I first started watching them, they were legal. He has a point. We were all in high school at the time.
0: <laughs> they were legal boobies at the time. Yes. Now I, it just makes you sure. are not in high school anymore. <laughs> yeah, those boobies <laughs> don't age very well. I am almost forty. <laughs> it's just sort of like don't don't pop a boner, don't pop a boner. <laughs> Stop it, <laughs> down <Good boy. laughs> Um, yeah, but I kind of miss uh, watching Gundam stuff. But you know, we're you know we'll take breaks in between in between Gundam Gundam series as we go along, and this one is going to be a three part binge because uh, it's yeah, a thirteen it's, episode. It's thirteen so
1: episodes plus Miller's Report. Okay, so and like I said, Miller's Report technically takes place between like. Episodes 7 and 8, so like between 7 and 8, we'll stop and then pop in Miller's Report and okay. watch
0: that. So that, yeah, then it'll be essentially be, uh, you know, this one was a four-episode binge. The next two will essentially be five because of Miller's Report. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so 8th MS Team, definitely, uh, definitely a good one. The grounded aspect of it, so you're not dealing with space and all the zero... G stuff and yeah, everything This
2: thing with the G's, So if they made space combat Actually like real life combat That would still be I interesting th- It's just more the fact that the, the, the reality Because like One thing I mentioned In the original MST uh, original Gund- Gundam Was the fact that Certain characters I liked the most Because they were more grounded They were more realistic mm-hmm. In this fictional universe And this is one reason Why I love this specific series so much Because it is more grounded In reality mm-hmm. Is ooh look at the fantasy stuff over here. I Me mean, Grant is a giant mech, which would never wait. Hold on, Japan made it, so it does
1: exist. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched Iron Blooded Orphans yet, have oh, you? Oh, I have not done that yet. No, I oh, want to. Go. You're gonna like that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, 8th Ms. Team Part One is finished. Uh, so we will see you again soon uh, for Hopefully. the for the next for the next one. Uh, but for Zeke and Chris, I am Jay, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.